0: Welcome to the trends in automation podcast brought to you by Festo. Festo can change the way you work with innovative and intelligent automation solutions, enabling your business to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. Hello, everybody. Welcome to trends in automation podcast. Uh, I'm Frank Langrow, director of product market management at Festo North America. And this podcast is going to be a little bit different from what you've seen before. Typically we're talking about the latest trends in automation, new products and applications and so on. This time we're gonna talk about service. On Monday, January 16th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day And it's also observed as a day of service. So it's a little bit different from most holidays where people get off and are encouraged to go to the beach and enjoy things, parties, picnics, and so on. What's encouraged here really is how you can give back to your community, how you can serve in a way that supports uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s vision for communities to work together and come together. So I'm here with Troy Douglas. And Troy, Thanks, your, Frank. your experience. and
1: So I'm a customer solutions uh, project engineer uh, out here in our headquarters facility in New York. So
0: speaking of service, uh, Troy, I can see from your shirt, <laughs> first Long Island. And, um, you know, I know working with you together for a number of years and also volunteering and being part of the first community on Long Island, that it's uh, certainly a organization that I think we're both proud to serve on. Can you tell me a little bit about what, how you, how you became aware of first and, and how it led to the different things that you're doing with the organization?
1: Yes. So originally, basically it started back in middle school and it started with my father seeing a news article um, in a local newspaper stating that there was free robots, free robotics event. I had no idea anything about it. Not Neither of us did. Um, and he took me to a local community college. And they had what was, at that point, the first robotics competition event going on at school. Um, I happened to find out that my high school, Deer Park High School, had a team. So the next year, I joined it. And it kind of just went from there. So I was involved on a team back in high school, and that kind of introduced me to Festo, and that's kind of how it all got started. So I think I remember seeing you at that event. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, I, I, could, I probably was there, because
0: I got started with FIRST um, through Festo. I, I'd never heard about the organization before that, but as the program started on Long Island, uh, Festo was one of the initial sponsors and a major sponsor at that, not just with uh, money and resources, but also asked the employees to help support the event. And I think I may have had the lucky job of crowd control. <laughs> um, and there were crowds, believe it or not, right? I mean, you no, were there.
1: Usually, it's always it's very high energy it's always a lot of fun
0: and so you definitely needed people like myself to be in charge of crowd control
1: Um,
0: and that was my first exposure to it Um, I thought it was amazing and continued to volunteer in different roles and uh, ultimately they promoted me to uh, a judge (laughs) 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 where they serve us hot lunches so it's a great great job uh, but a lot of fun and tough work because um, you know one of the biggest challenges I have is when you see the students and the kids and, and what they've accomplished and what they've built, and you're being asked to judge them on it, and there's so many, so many creative ideas and they you know it's hard to pick a winner. I mean, the you know we always have a saying, what goes on in the judge's chambers stays in the judges' chambers, but there are some intense arguments that go on there. <laughs> And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> now, I've seen you on the field all the time in your referee shirt. I mean, can you tell me a little bit about uh, the
1: joys of uh, refereeing? <laughs> so I enjoy, I really enjoy refereeing. Um, pretty much I started refereeing as soon as I graduated from high school uh, back in 2006. And then recently, as of 2015, I've started as a head referee um, for FIRST Robotics Competition. and it's just always fun getting to see every match, getting to see the students interact directly with all of the teams. Um, in some cases, it's a little bit, it's very high stress environment. But at the same time, it's really rewarding to kind of see myself and a lot of the students from when I was on a team um, No, it's it's always just a a great time. It's always great seeing all the individual robots, and I consider it one of the best seats in the house because I get to see every single (laughs) match. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, it's funny. You
0: know, like I say, I started doing crowd control. Um, but I, I don't think there's anything as dipping your toe in the water really when it comes to first and volunteering with first because. The excitement and the energy, it's really inspiring and and a lot of fun, even though it's a lot of work, it's a lot of fun. Um, So soon after that, I started becoming a part of the the development council, the FRC development council for the first robotics competition, uh, getting involved there, uh, ultimately uh, joining the board of directors for First Long Island and, and helping to try to grow the programs by engaging with other companies, other people, um, coming up with ideas of how we can uh, better um, inform people about the, the great things going on here. Um, I mean, I, I know you do a lot more than refereeing, <laughs> Troy, so don't be
1: modest. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. So in addition to FIRST Robotics Competition, I also volunteer at some of the other levels of uh, FIRST. Basically, FIRST is a K through K-12 progression of programs, starting with FIRST LEGO League, which is a much younger age group. Um, and for that, in the past, I've been a head referee, and I now actually am the program delivery partner running First Lego League with a, another person, my partner Chris Baker, um, for the Long Island region. Uh, and I know you guys have recruited me, uh, <laughs>
0: refing and judging, and uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be refing, not
1: refing, I'll be judging uh, an event or two this year. We're happy to so have you. You can count <laughs> on me. I also worked for First Tech Challenge um, as a volunteer which is a middle to high school level robotics program that's also part of the first progression of programs. So I've worked in the past as a judge. I've also worked as a field manager, helping for ensuring that the field's running on time. But regardless of the position, it's always really engaging just to see the students, see the excitement, see what they've actually accomplished in, in during their build season, see what they've learned. Um, it's always just, a, it's always really inspiring to see what these students can actually do. Yeah.
0: I mean, a great thing. I mean, what they're doing is they're using real industrial parts. You know, it's not like some little playset. uh and, and I know for instance, because I've been working with uh, the first organization, uh, the national global organization uh, as Festo donates a, a valve to the kit of parts every year. And we've been doing that for probably 15 years or so. So pretty much every robot that is being made by these high school students, um, if they're using pneumatics, they're using a Festo valve on it. Uh, and and that's the same equipment that people use to produce automobiles and semiconductors and so on. So they're using real, real, real equipment, um, real skills, that are needed in the workforce. So it's, it's really um, just an eye-opening, um, eye-opening program.
1: So Frank, for those who are not really familiar, uh, could you give us a little bit about the history of FIRST?
0: Sure. Uh, FIRST was uh, the child of um, Dean Kamen and uh, Woody Flowers. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar, Dean Kamen, I mean, his, let's say, more visible invention has been the Segway. But he has done a a number of things such as, um, you know, at home insulin pumps and uh, uh, the Segway really came out of a medical development anyway as a wheelchair that can go upstairs and go on sand and stand up on two wheels. Uh, So he's, you know, uh, he's, his viewpoint was, you know, why not, Why not put engineers and scientists on the same level as athletes and movie stars? Because, you know, the engineers and scientists are the ones who are solving the problems in the world. Uh, They're the ones making huge differences. And uh, it's also a career that anybody can participate in. I think he has a statement that uh, anybody can go professional. Anybody can study to become an engineer and get a job in the engineering field. I mean, I think we see right now, you know, the shortages of skilled workers and and tech people, and and, and this first programs uh, is certainly one way of uh, closing closing and filling that gap. Uh, but first, you know, it's the brainchild of theirs. But what he used is um, basically uh, used robots as the vehicle. You know, so robots, uh, you know, in the first competitions, uh, the students build robots. Um, and the younger students in Lego League, they're using Lego and they build robots. Uh, older students are using actual industrial parts. Um, but it's not just about building the robot, it's really using the robot as a vehicle to develop the student. Exactly. You know, Troy. I mean, you played the game, um, you rest the game, uh, but you also mentor. And like I said, you know, we are. You know, these students are using real industrial parts. Uh, they're they're doing they're operating machines in many cases, like lathes and drill presses and so on. I mean, can you can you talk about the mentorship that goes on in the first program?
1: Yeah. So. A number of actual engineers in customer solutions, and honestly, at Festo in general, uh, mentor local teams. And one of the things that I, at least when I'm mentoring my teams that I like to do is really, I like to walk them through the engineering design process and how we go from an original conceptual design to a finished product. So that includes from design, from actual mechanical design, doing calculations, working them through how to actually size components, size motors, size pneumatic actuators, um, to doing the actual machining, working with them with that. Um, We have other people in the industry who also work and help teams with programming um, for their actual, for the robots. Um, So it's really a team effort and it's something, it's a great way that we can kind of give back to a program that, really kind of started me off on the career path that I am on now.
0: I mean, you're not the only person at Festo who's actually been on a first robotics team. I I know we've had several of your colleagues in customer solutions. I know one of them was an intern in my department at one point and uh, worked on building trade show displays, did a fantastic job and... My feeling is that the skills that they learn on the FIRST Robotics team uh, being able to work under pressure, uh, being able to fail and, and come back and try again, uh, being able to work as a team player I mean, these are critical skills that every organization needs. And I, I've had such great success with all the interns that I've had who've been uh, participants in the FIRST programs. I mean, what? Have you had any interns now um, since you've been with Festo who've been part of FIRST?
1: Uh, actually, yes. We've had quite a few, especially as recent as uh, I think one or two years ago, honestly, um, where we've had interns that were also FIRST alums. And it's it's the same thing that I would expect, I mean, from any, any of these students, is that you see a passion and a drive. You see an eagerness to learn. You see a lot of skills that they've developed from their time on a first team, whether it's from first Lego league all the way up to first robotics competition, you see a set of skills that they've mastered over the time in their first, in the first programs. And they're able to apply that in their day-to-day job at that point. And they're, and they apply that towards making their career.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I see clearly that, you know, these this investment that, because it is an investment, I mean, this investment that Festo has made in terms of time, money, it's actually paid dividends because people like you are part of the company now today, um, you know, as well as others. And, you know, the interns that we've had come through our doors and contribute in, in really meaningful ways, um, I, I think it goes without saying that. Festo as an organization has certainly reaped the benefits of the program.
1: So Frank, as a member of the Board of Directors, could you tell me a little bit about the history of First Long Island? Sure. So First Long Island
0: is a separate entity. It's a nonprofit and it's a separate entity from First. So First Long Island is responsible to put on all the first programs and administer the first programs on Long Island. So like yourself as a program delivery partner for Lego League um, and, and the other programs and the delivery partners there, uh, we put on those programs. That means we organize them, which you, of course, know <laughs> uh, we staff them. 100% volunteer nobody on first long island is a paid is paid for their role uh, we're all paid in the gratitude that we get mm-hmm. from the people who are playing the games uh, you know so that's the, that's the organization it and it started in, i think the first The first robotics competition that was held on Long Island, I believe, was in 1999 in the parking lot at Suffolk Community College. Uh, It then went on to a regional event in the year 2000, the first time the Long Island Regional was held. And it's grown so much that we now have two regional events every year uh, because we have so many teams. And the facility at Hofstra University, the Mac Arena, where we hold the event, uh, does not have the ability to go beyond 50 teams at an event. So we actually have two, two teams. We attract teams from Long Island, of course, also from New York City and across the US. And we even have international teams participating. I mean, some years, right, we had Brazilian teams, Turkish teams, Turkish teams we have uh, India. India. Yeah, you name it, uh, it it's, it's a big event. Yes. And again, I, I can't stress enough that it is all volunteer run and to the day of service. Uh, this is certainly a great way if people are interested to get involved in and to do service, community service, is to get involved with First Long Island or First Anywhere, really. No, exactly. You know, we both know the programs quite well. Um, did, what, do you think there's something that people don't know about first that could be interesting, maybe some hidden fact,
1: so honestly, I would say probably one of the best kept secrets sequ- well one of the best kept secrets is uh, is really it's more than just robots um, you don't have to be technical in order to be a part of first well, whether it's as a student or as a mentor um, These teams run themselves a lot of time like companies. So you can have um, students or mentors that are involved with the marketing aspects. They can be involved with finance. They can be involved with business, um, business development. Uh, So realistically, it's not just about the robot and building a robot and competing on the field. It's much more than that. It's really more about building a community and building what will be the next generation of leaders, not just engineers, but the next generation of leaders. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that, Troy. So I think the next question that people would have is how you can get
0: involved, and that's pretty easy. You can go to firstlongisland.org to get involved in Long Island events. You can go to firstinspires.org and sign up for events um, around the country. And you can also go to, to... Festo.us slash first. And you can see some of the things that Festo has done uh, with the first programs. And uh, I think any one of those sources is a great place to start. I would agree. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Trends in Automation. It's a little bit different from what you've previously seen or heard. uh, But we hope you continue to come back and join us and share this with um, your friends and family as well.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Frank. Keep up the good work, Troy.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Trends in Automation brought to you by Festo. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and stay up to date on future episodes. You can now listen on iTunes, Google Play, and various podcast platforms. For more information on this and more, please visit Festo.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.